0: 69 minutes. Get it? And you think I'm on to like this? Because of that dirty sex thing? Have you seen Robert Paul Champagne, the try it out guy? What if I like took a video of myself peeing on a bush or something and be like, this could be you, you think like that would work? It couldn't
1: be easier.
2: Okay. This smells awful.
0: Join us for sixty-nine minutes,
2: where you'll
3: wonder. Well,
0: I'll take care of it because I always take care of it. Why? That that just played. That is what the thing is going to be.
2: Yeah. And so I was like the David Goggins of pregnancy. You, you don't get to have six kids and not be <laughs> it well. Okay. So it's he. It's lifestyle, Drew. It ah, shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey now, welcome to After Dark, Dr. Drew After Dark, of course. Uh, the phone number 818-253-1693. The email is at gmail at gmail.com. We appreciate all of it and do look out for the uh, Announcement: When we are uh, letting you know that we are taking live calls. Uh, speaking of that, if you miss that, uh, I do live calls oftentimes on a streaming show Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at three o'clock. You can find that at DrDrewTV. Today, my guest, Jen Fulweiler, nationally touring stand-up, uh, best-selling author, mom of six. Which I, this is what I uh, I've one of Christina P's favorite people, and uh, first comedy tour with her personal credit card. Tell me about that. That's crazy.
2: Um, It's probably the most insane (laughs) thing I've ever done. I wasn't represented, no manager, no agent, but I was doing stand-up. I had some fans, and I thought I could do a tour. I have no attention to detail. So But how does
0: that how does it work? Do you pay for a theater for the night? Or yes. did, how did you know how to do that even?
2: Okay, because I'd done a book tour. I, oh, okay. I it, and, and I had rented smaller places, but I found out theaters are half price on Monday nights. Oh. So I call, literally I would Google like, like
0: a movie theater or a theater, no, theater, theater like a theater. Performance theater. hall. Per, like a proscenium theater. theater. Yeah, yes.
2: yeah. So I would call theater, I would literally Google Rent Theater In Columbus, Ohio oh, I gosh. called them They thought I was A prank caller Because people Evidently don't do this <laughs> And I'd say What's your Monday night rate You can rent out Like a 500 seater For like $2,000 And and so then I kept all the profit Because I, I just Paid Why flat hasn't fee. this Become a thing For comedians uh, now well, <laughs> You know
0: what I mean It's yeah. It seems like you've <laughs> just you've discovered something. as usual, the middleman has taken taken a cut, and you just got rid of the middleman.
2: I got rid of the middleman. and well, now I have a middleman, and I like them a lot, actually. But so I, I guess I think people just don't know you can do it. Now, I will say it was a thousand times harder than I thought it would be to give you just one example. We had to get event insurance because I don't have a promoter. I don't have agents. Uh, And so I had to actually sign something that said there will be no tractor pulls, no drag races, and no flame throwing at my events. You could probably
0: pretty much guarantee that, I would say. Well,
2: it It kind of gave me ideas. I was (laughs) like, well, should I? I mean, it sounds like people are doing this, and it's working really well if I have to initial these columns. Maybe maybe I should. Um, Of 13 shows, uh, 11 sold out. The other two came really close to selling out. And it worked, but, I mean, we would have been in bankruptcy. Like, if I hadn't sold tickets, because I, you know, I booked all these theaters and all the support. And the other funny thing is I ran out of money for staff, so I just had to rope my kids into coming. My kids were literally my tour manager. I mean, you can't like make it? this stuff up. They loved it. How it, old are they? Well, at the at the time, they were ages, like, 14 oh. down to 4. Oh. and Yeah, <laughs> but no, Dr. Drew, it gave them so much mileage, because when they went back to school after that summer – they were like, you know, their little friends would be like, what did you do this summer? I rode the big slide at the water park. My kids were like, I was in Toledo and this guy put the 36C gels on the lights. And I was like, why do I even have a ride? Or a few people aren't going to read it. You know, this is like my 12-year-old tour manager. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my God. That's it was hysterical. a lot of fun. Now, uh, the Naughty Corner, is it on Amazon
2: Prime? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, on uh, it's also YouTube. free on YouTube. It's okay. just, yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. And too. you live here. Austin, Texas. Austin. Yeah, and yeah.
0: is that where you've always lived? Or? Yes,
2: yes. I'm a native Austinite.
0: Which isn't it amazing how the center of gravity of comedy has moved down here? That was
2: some great luck. <laughs> that was incredible.
0: Yeah, and so I, I, I just so I have a million questions. So did you always? This is the the obvious question to ask, and I'll just ask it because I got to frame it somehow. Is this something you always wanted to do before you were a mom? Did you want to do comedy or were you a performer in some other capacity?
2: It was. I I was a public speaker, mainly I was a writer. All I ever wanted to do in my life was write. So I was, as a doctor and someone who knows about psychology, this might make a lot of sense to you that I was an only child, we moved a lot when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. I had no friends, I was bullied all the time. And so writing Bleed was just by
0: women or men or both.
2: Uh, both. I mean just whoever was around. I mean uh, <laughs> it was it was really bad. And uh, and what do I you think that was. Uh that I got a really bad perm and I'm very tall and and but I was always the new kid and I have no siblings. Yeah. Um so there was no one to have my back. Mm. I was an easy target. Mm. And I just looked strange and um so having no friends coming home from bullying. I would just get our, get out in front of our old computer and I would just write. It, mm. That was my escape,
0: like a, like a journal.
2: Oh, oh no, uh, tortured novels. A oh. lot of tortured novels, things like that. I, I wrote multiple novels in high school. Wow. all of them very bad, but it was you know it was a good outlet. And I think when I had kids,
0: did you go formally train as a writer? Was that
2: I studied you know, it a lot in college. In college Were you in college at UT? I graduated so you here. right here. Yeah, yeah. Were
0: you here? Towards the end of the high school and stuff too, or yes,
2: just... yeah, I finished high school in this area and okay. then I went to University of Texas. Okay, and was
0: that a good experience for you?
2: It was. I'd started out at Texas A and M, which is very religious. Mm. I was a lifelong atheist, and I was like, I cannot be around these religious people. So I switched to Austin solely for that reason. And I was is like, that Oh, a thank college God, city, College Station. College something?
0: Station. Adam and I went down there a hundred years ago. Yeah, and I've got a great story. Okay, so. Uh, there was, they brought us in and it was a big stadium. Like one of the, like, I think it was your basketball stadium or Yeah, something. huge. And, uh and a lot, we were late. The flights were delayed and this and that. And then the kids that had brought us came in the room with like some faculty and stuff. And there was a lot of, this is a religious place. This is, you got to be careful. <laughs> just don't, don't, don't <laughs> foist anything on them. You know, it's just kind of keep it, keep it cool guys, <gasps> oh you know. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we, we understand. We'll, we'll, we'll be good. <laughs> and, uh and we get out there and we're like hey we'll take some questions and stuff and um, this one guy that looked like he played center for the off for the for the Aggies uh, is across the this he was sort of up up here in the stadium and he grabs the mic and he goes i couldn't wait to talk to you guys i i was so oh, I'm so excited you guys were here i went and I went to a prostitute three nights ago, and when I got in there, I couldn't get erect, and he started crying, like sobbing. And we were like, "Everybody, everybody, Texas say to everybody." And, oh. And we were like, "Well, thank you for asking. Hang on a second. We had to comment about. We had to tell them what we had just been through." He was the first question.
2: First question. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And we we're like,
0: yeah. "Oh okay, religious place. Okay, got it. Uh, prostitution, every cool, I guess where you guys are."
2: That is everything I would expect from a Dr. Drew and Adam at College Station story. I mean, that is, yeah. So that's College Station. So I, I was just super atheist. I just had to leave. So I got to Austin, Texas and was like, oh, a bunch of godless people. This is incredible. Exactly what I'm looking for. So, yeah. So I did study writing. Writing was my escape. And I think, like a lot of women who have kids, I almost... Shut down what I really wanted to do. Yeah,
0: you're jumping ahead of me now. Yes, oh, oh I get I'm sorry. That part. No, no, see, no, no. I used to be a
2: radio host, so I, I'm sorry. This is your well.
0: Show. No, don't do. Don't worry about that. It's that. It's that. I'm. I know where the meat is. Is where the kids arrive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. Gonna okay, get okay, okay. We're gonna get there. I just want to make sure yes. I understand you before that part, because because we have triplets too. I know, and so I to have. Know we went through our own stuff. So I, I, when you say six, I'm like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) we spaced them out. It wasn't six at once. (laughs) I don't care.
0: I don't care. But okay. So you're in college. You're studying writing. Did and what did you want to do at that point?
2: I wanted to work at a big ad agency. That was my thing.
0: Write copy. Write yeah, yeah, copywriting for television.
2: Uh magazines.
0: Okay. And did did so you Mad Men stuff? Yeah,
2: exactly. And
0: did did. Talk radio happened to you around that time, or was that later after momhood?
2: No, it, it, yeah, that was. Later. I was already a mom. I already had six kids later. when I started in talk radio. Yeah,
0: didn't do. Don't do things small. <laughs> no, never. And, and was radio part of the comedy thing too?
2: No, radio came as an extension of writing. I had I had a couple books out. I got published okay, because got of it. my love of writing. And um, what's funny is I turned down Sirius XM twice. Mm. I said, like, I, "I I'm just a writer. I do things on paper." And they're like, yeah, no, we're not going to take no for an answer. And I'm, I'm glad they had that it's attitude.
0: How did you like doing radio? I loved it. Yeah. It was great. It's it was really right? a lot of fun. It yeah. is interesting. And and so comedy, where does that come into this? Is this?
2: So I had this epiphany where I realized I'd always loved doing humor writing. And I love a challenge, as you can probably tell. And I thought, you know what the hardest thing to do is in humor writing would be stand-up comedy. Because it has to be perfect. It has to be distilled it is it is the purest form of that art and I was like that sounds terrifying it sounds hard if I did it 99% chance I just embarrass myself and fail so I'm in this is where else (laughs) have you been
0: like that where you take I mean do you go you know climb Kilimanjaro and stuff like that too or do you where you take something go that's got to be hard I'm gonna do it if it's hard
2: yeah, nothing physical. I mean, like when I saw a sci-fi movie about a guy who was just a brain in a jar and I was jealous. So, I mean, nothing physical. Okay, okay. I never push myself. Okay, so,
0: the, so yeah. what, what else, intellectual or, or, or uh, Well, frankly, I,
2: I would say having so many kids. I never wanted kids. I have no natural maternal instincts, none. I'm an only That's child. That's Yeah, my husband is an only child. My dad was an only child. I'd only held like one other baby before my kid. I mean, I didn't aspire to be a mom ever. I never babysat. I, I'm not the one who, like, asked to hold your baby. And so you got married only. at what age? Uh, 26. And how long
0: had you guys been together at that point?
2: Uh, two years. Okay. Three okay. years. Okay. Yeah.
0: And that's and the relationship is good. Everything's yeah. solid. Which is, we
2: And we've just been married 20 years. That was congratulations. a couple of weeks and, ago.
0: And, yeah. and, the, and the, all the kids put a challenge on
2: challenge. Oh, on yeah. That. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you have a kid, right? Yeah. You have your first child. You're how old? 28 or something? Or 27. 27. Yeah. And what? I like this. I'm going to do this. Or this is super hard. I better go all in on it.
2: You know what it was? I I had some <laughs> I had some <laughs> bad influences. So I I'd, I'd been atheist all my life. We both converted to Catholicism, and explain th- that to me. <laughs> I know, so I don't know. I mean, I just read a bunch of books, and I was like, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I, it's probably my extreme personality. Like, let's not be spiritual but not religious. You know, let's be religious but not spiritual, <laughs> and just, just like you choose the most rigid. You know, alternative it's, lifestyle. It's, people religion. don't appreciate
0: also Catholicism though. It, it is kind of in in many respects, it's the most intellectual. Yeah,
2: it, it's yeah. And
0: did you read yeah, yeah. Thomas Aquinas or oh, something? Of course. Okay, oh, so I this love is your. Okay, so Aquinas. this sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. makes some yeah. sense now. So did you yeah. talk to Christina about that?
2: No we actually didn't have a chance. To you get know into she studied it.
0: that in England? Oh,
2: I didn't know she that. She went to
0: Cambridge, help me, Oxford. Help. What was it? She gets pissed at me every time I do this. I what, think whichever it was whichever one uh, I, think I think I keep think saying Oxford, I think it was actually Cambridge.
2: Oh, She's, that would have been a hot episode. I think she, YMH listeners would love hearing about Aquinas. She,
0: she read all nine <laughs> volumes of uh, Sir Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, St. Thomas
2: Aquinas. Okay, now I'm more obsessed with her than I was. That's yeah. incredible.
0: Reasonable, yeah. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So,
2: you know, and the Catholics, like, they, you know, they don't do contraception. I was like, well, I'll never do that. And then I, d- I was like, wow, well, that's actually kind of a good idea. So wow, we just, yeah, I mean, we're like— so. When you don't use contraception- there you, have, you have babies. Yeah, well, yeah, well no, no, within Catholicism, there are all these different, very <laughs> scientific, like very accurate methods, like the Creighton method and all this. And, and they have, I mean, they're as accurate as the pill. Like- you know 95 percent so we use it's actually a brand new method it's called the fulweiler guesstimation method mm. it has about a 20 percent effectiveness rate and 80 percent failure and yeah, yeah yeah i wouldn't say failure it was it was great i love having a big family we had so i had six babies in eight years just one after another um it becomes a lifestyle at some point you know yes <laughs> favorite word drew
0: yeah, I know. I've I've been taking issue with the word lifestyle lately. Oh because, yeah. Because oh yeah, it, that's right. Because it glosses over so right. much. Uh, doesn't it? I the first time I heard it was in the mob wives. I'm like, uh, honey, that wasn't a lifestyle. That was yeah. that was just a criminal father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what what are we glossing over here? And yeah. now and now all the uh swingers are talking about their lifestyle. And exactly. this lifestyle. Right, right. Fuck you guys. <laughs> that's just that's just glossing <laughs> over a, a more complicated story. Totally what which I'm is doing. It's true here. with parenting. I, yeah, I'm here yeah, to yeah. tell you. So yeah, we had this experience where it was dropped into our life all at once, and so wow. I really felt when we decided to go forward with three, they were trying to get us to reduce to two.
2: I yeah, they and, do that.
0: Yeah, and talk about not not Catholic, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And we did not feel we could do that. We just yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I really felt like a poker player who had all his chips in front of him and just went, "Okay, we're going all in. That's it. Wow. We're all in on the parenting thing." Did you ever have that experience where you're just like, oh, this is what I do now. This is what I am. This is Yes, it. yes. Yeah. And, it's, it, and it's- What number child? Right.
2: <laughs> oh, for me, it was one. Right away. Like number yeah. one, yeah. Well, isn't it almost like a- like a trenches mentality it's oh you like, get a survival full it, on exactly well, my, yeah. my hair
0: was you know annie's color when i when i was they were born and it turned white in a year
2: no what's funny same with me. i dye my hair it, my hair is like your color mm-hmm. <laughs> and it started oh, that, would like, cool, right, right. <laughs> that would look cool well, actually i might go natural at some yeah. point but no i mean my my hair started turning gray like very quickly yeah. after all this but i do th- i mean i think there is kind of an analogy to literally being in a warfare trench situation because it's like there are no breaks. There's no getting out of this. You're in it. So and, yeah, you what just, are you, we just gonna do? you just keep going. Yeah,
0: and 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 for women, they have the added thing of what it does to your body. Oh yeah, it's just, it's, it's intense. It's, very it's for intense. real. It's very. And, intense. But but in terms of not having a maternal, I'm not sure we're gonna take any calls or anything today. I've got a <laughs> billion questions for you today. In in terms of not having a maternal instinct, it, you still you know, one of the things, it's that drive to have a kid that lets you sacrifice your body, right? Or was it the religious thing now that was keeping you going and willing to do that?
2: Once, see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the maternal instincts because I wasn't part, uh, I was kind of, you know, culture in the eighties and the nineties, let's face it, it was a little bit loveless. It was very individualistic. Mm. And I just didn't have exposure to you probably know people who have big families and they have all the cousins in and out and their aunties over here that I didn't have any of that. And so I think I didn't have maternal instincts because I never had an opportunity to just see if this was for me or not. And I mean, I I often say that I was so dissociated from that part of the human experience that in the back of my mind, I kind of thought that New human beings came from a cloning room at the back of Starbucks. Like they just came in wearing wire rim glasses, like twenty years old. With a I computer. mean, I, yeah, it's, I forgot what I learned in health class about <laughs> like how babies come into the world. So I think maybe, maybe I could have had some instincts if I'd ever been exposed to it. But then, you—I mean—you probably know how it is. Even if you're shocked by the idea of pregnancy, once you actually kind of get into it and think about what's going on I mean you you develop your own way of loving this kid and, and being all in even if it doesn't look like a Martha Stewart situation but know? I'm
0: wondering the the willing to sacrifice so many times that to me when I see women do that it's all it, it, to me it looks like a little amnesia like you don't remember <laughs> what it's really like it meets this drive to reproduce to have a baby. And you didn't have that. So, what was was there something about the Catholic Catholic faith, or was I, I, your husband pushing at that point? Would he want more?
2: No, he, we were both of the same mind. Like, oh, this is great. Kids are great. We or should wait a f- while before we have the next one. And then we're like, oh, we're not waiting a while. Okay, is that
0: just a failure of the of the system? The the
2: no. I I think I think what it was the, is the, well, it's like. Okay, you know the what? The
0: Fulweiler system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fulweiler guesstimation. Yeah. I
2: should teach like a master class. Uh,
0: it's, it's, you know, for those that want to <laughs> end up where you are, it would yeah. be a great way to get
2: there. It'd be very short. It'd be like 20 <laughs> seconds long. Uh, here's how we do family planning. Uh, you know, you make a gin and tonic <laughs> and you know, see where the evening leads you. Uh, so, you know what? It, it's interesting that we live in this culture where like we've got David Goggins, who I'm the biggest fan of. And and he'll be like, you know, you got to run 12 miles so that you can get fit or whatever. And when it comes to the fitness realm, when it comes to the diet realm, we intuitively understand that it's not sacrifice in the sense of something bad. There's this incredible payoff. And so I was like the David Goggins of pregnancy. That it's, I didn't see it as this woe is me martyr sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It was like. I'm getting a whole squad here. You know, I'm really socially awkward. This is this is a chance to have six friends, and my only chance to have six okay, friends. Okay. So, so I I didn't see it as as like a woe is me with six the number. No, no, I had a, I'm sorry to make this a very complicated interview, but I had a very serious blood clotting disorder. I had to give myself shots in the stomach every day throughout all my pregnancies. It really went off the rails. TTP or something? No, uh, it's called Factor 2. It's very unusual. I inherited it from both parents.
0: Oh, So sure. I don't know
2: if they met at a family reunion or what, but um, I, I had homo, homozygous for that. That's crazy. It, yeah, so I was on blood thinners. Doesn't...
0: Doesn't factor two you had factor two deficiency, right?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: And so doesn't that cause both clotting and bleeding?
2: I well for a... me it was just clotting. Just clotting, okay. Yeah, because in so in pregnancy number six, I ended up with bilateral pulmonary embolisms. So the the clots in my lungs were some of them were so big. The guy who did the C T scan said a layman could point out these clots on your skin. Yeah, He's course. like, They're huge. So, so you're taking
0: heparin all through your your yeah, pregnancy. yeah. Lovenox, nine hundred dollars
2: a yeah. month. Yep. Beautiful. After insurance, wonderful. So, yeah. do
0: you have any pulmonary disability from all that? Because that can really. Yeah, yeah. I, I do
2: have lung damage. I can't breathe as well um, because of that. And uh, so that so after number six, uh, we were like, okay, well, maybe we need to do something other than the full while. We still did the natural. We. I was going to you know, say putting yeah. you
0: on birth control pill may have its own risk. Exactly. So, so. right. Do you it, have to take cumin all the time or anything, or do you do anything else? I should. I really should, or Eloquist or one of those. I, yeah,
2: I should, Doctor Drew. I definitely should. <laughs> but they said it. Way- <laughs> I love the way you're looking at me. <laughs> but, but, because it's you used "I could" the way
0: people use "lifestyle." <laughs> like there was yeah, exactly. I was glossing over yeah. a lot.
2: I'm trying to seem less crazy than I am. This is my first show on your podcast. I'm trying to seem a, like a normal good. human you, being. You are
0: normal. <laughs> you are bright as hell. You're fascinating. <laughs> but you should be taking some eloquence <laughs> or some I, Okay,
2: you know what I'll. Start that tomorrow, I will. Yeah. or
0: or at least a low dose or
2: something. They, I mean, they they believe that there are no issues as long as I'm not pregnant. So I was strictly warned not to have any more kids after. Do my,
0: they ever worry about prolonged? Plane. I mean, you, you tour. I mean, yeah. long plane flights and stuff like that. Do the, they worry?
2: They seem to really believe. My, my hematologist seemed to really believe that as long as I'm not pregnant, it really shouldn't be an issue. He did recommend Eloquis, but he was like, hey, honestly, it'll probably be fine, even if you don't.
0: I, I get that. Yeah, you could take a low dose of eloquist too. I mean, you don't take well, that's a full true. dose. Yeah.
2: Okay, I should I do just that. Think about it. Twitter that would be funny if I end up actually getting on that drug because <laughs> i went on your show i was like well dr drew told me
0: well it just it, i'm breaking through your denial a little bit here okay so.
2: that's good this is an intervention i it, like
0: it's not intervention it's just a little friendly like <laughs> hmm. the, the, the it's called therapeutic wonderment i wonder if you ought to do that <laughs> it's
1: like, I, that's I a good term
0: <laughs> it, it is a very effective term taught it to these guys for years <laughs> Uh okay. So now we're at the six kids point in our conversation which is where it's all happening. Now you go out on the road to be a comedian at, at how old was the oldest kid at that point?
2: when I booked my own tour the oldest was 14, 13 14 said, yeah. yeah. And, and so and that was you but you already had a following right online from from you, SiriusXM yeah.
0: From Sirius that yeah. Was. so so and but when did you start doing the uh, uh, the videos and things?
2: That was, that, that was during COVID because you know I, I couldn't tour I, I, so I quit okay. Sirius XM to go all in on comedy in March of 2020. Okay. and I was left in a situation where I had no income, no job. It was pretty catastrophic. But your
0: husband's okay, he's working.
2: He's not really into working. That's not, yeah. He, and what's, okay.
0: (laughs) You you don't get to have six kids and not be into working. (laughs)
2: Well, okay, so he. It's a lifestyle, Drew. It is! shut up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It is a lifestyle. He, my husband, grew up poor. Okay. He ended up going to Yale and graduating in three years with honors, Columbia Law School, Stanford Business School. What Um, the fuck? Yes, exactly. He knows how to work, clearly. He just feels like he's done enough work at this point. My Yale man husband, like when I married a Yale man, I was like, if I can just get a ring on it. The minute that engagement ring slips onto my finger, all of my financial problems just disappear. And, but he's discovered work life balance and he's like, well, you know, you know I've done a lot. <laughs> did, did he have a workaholic phase? He did, very much
0: so. And did that help you guys be okay now? I yeah, yeah. The
2: kids. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, okay, he's
0: backing down a little bit. Yes. Okay. yes.
2: Okay. And so it's so not, okay. Well, and I, let, I me be, like, let, let me be clear my husband is a wonderful man. If we got in a dire financial situation, of course he, he would go I back. I kind of don't blame him. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like he's done, a, you're right, he's done a lot. Okay, think about this. From an evolutionary psychology perspective, uh, men, he like back in, you know, for the first million years of human history, when you hit like 40, 45. You were dead. When, well, You're you already dead, gone. Or if you weren't dead, you had sons who could take over 100%. the farm or the hunting or whatever. You had
0: grandkids.
2: Yes, I'm telling you yeah. that I think men hit their mid-40s and they're like, I'm out. Like their genes are like, I have done enough work. This, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it.
0: (laughs) So it, it, there is a weird thing that does, it's, I'm struggling with it right now myself. And it's not that I don't want to work. It's that I don't work the same way.
2: Okay. In what sense?
0: I used to get up at five in the morning and see 50 patients a day. And come home at ten o'clock wow. at night. Wow! And
2: well, and media like
0: media, we sort of shoved it in in the corners here and there. I do it like Friday afternoon to Saturday wow. afternoon, that kind of stuff. And it, it, I, but I was a severe workaholic. Yeah. And now I can't imagine doing that, but I have immense guilt about it. It's very guilt weird. in
2: the sense. I mean, I assume your family is financially okay. We're fine. But, yeah. It, it, so it, no, guilt, it's no guilt. Guilt in, guilt what in the sense,
0: sense that I am meant to do that. I should be doing that. I'm not. I'm not up to my my worth as a, you know, I was, it, what I, when I was deeply into it, I just thought it was what I was doing was so important. Was so, important, yeah. So important. So important. And, and, and I was, had great, you know what it is? I, i this is so funny. It's, it's become like my therapeutic environment in here. I talk to these guys about things. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that lifestyle thing does bother me. <laughs> so, but, it, but is that I had disdain for people that didn't go all the way in, um, in the practice of medicine, do it all the way. And yeah. now that's me. And oh. it's like, oh. So but I'm doing lots of other things and it's creative and it's interesting. And I'm still helping people and I still am grateful and I still value it, but I have this weird guilt.
2: So your guilt is not about your relationship to your family. Like are, no. are you being a provider? Your guilt no, that's is all about better. are that's you honoring the profession that you're chosen? Am I
0: doing well I'm not even sure it's that. It's I had disdain for guys like me. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I am that guy now. It's like mm, <sighs> uh, it's hard, but I'm wondering what his version of this is.
2: I, yeah. I think his version of it is, I think he got very disillusioned about the value that his corporate job was adding. Was he doing law to the world? Yeah, he was. He was doing law, and so he used got to work that. at the big for, the big firms in New York, like in the World Trade Center, or was all he that.
0: Like an investment banker. Or and
2: something? no, he he did like mergers and acquisitions oh, this, law. This man that, could make a lot of money. I mean, my husband's yeah. earning I mean, potential the, is is very high. It happened to a yeah. friend of
0: mine too. A guy named Paul Mercurio. He got the comedy bug in the middle of that and had to leave it and do comedy full time. Was he married? yes Which and everything's fine the, he's, he's okay. now the well, lead producers at colbert and things and he does, oh
2: okay okay so it works out yeah good. And he's yeah. a great
0: comedian he yeah he loves it and everything and he couldn't have done he couldn't have done it you know it's like yeah. he couldn't yeah, yeah. A certain point even yeah. the, I, it's it's so weird to me when people are brilliant and really good at that stuff and they just can't do it yeah <laughs> so, yeah but comedy finds you right oh, yeah. oh absolutely that's what i'm learning from talking to lots of comedians and and you haven't really told me that story, though. You talk, It found you as a challenge. It did. When did the funny part grab you?
2: Because people that were funny need to be funny, in my experience. Is that not you? It's 100% me. Yeah. I had done humor writing. I mean, I, I started a website in 2002 where I did humor writing, and it would go viral, like shutting down my server viral. Remember back when it was like just yeah. websites. There were no blogs. There was no social media. So all that stuff went viral and And I loved it, but I just thought I, I didn't see an extension of that, as I mentioned when I became a mother. It just I think sometimes women who have kids, we shut down our dreams. we don't let ourselves acknowledge what maybe we really want to do because we feel like that would be impossible. And sometimes it is. Well, that's true. <laughs> you mean, know what I mean with, with kids. I mean,
0: for instance, like, like, could you leave and do your tours <laughs> if your husband didn't have work-life balance right true. now? True. You know, well, he I'd was say, he
2: was working more at that time, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So, what happened? Ha- it,
0: having somebody tending to the kids yeah, is yeah, yeah. really important. It yes. lets it lets another person do what they want to do, whatever that is. Right. And I, I'm very much into the idea that. Each of you gets your chance to do it. I mean, I think that's really important.
2: Absolutely, and um, so yeah, certainly, it's this has all been very much a partnership between the two of us, and and so yeah, when when we had young kids, I was just fully supporting his work, he, and he didn't go back into corporate. Did you law. resent it at all? No, not at all. Yeah, no, see, no, it's no. it's it yeah. works
0: when you really have a functioning relationship yeah. and you're committed to your family right. and stuff. Right. You you figured out together. Right. What and you're I was and
2: I was genuinely happy when yeah. you have a good marriage. His success is my success, yep. and vice yep. versa. And I just I would be so and genuinely happy. And it's vice happy. versa. I'm sure. But yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so um, yeah. So he he did. He was still working a bit when when I first started the tour, but um, so. The comedy hit me because when I was on Sirius XM, people would say, oh, I love it that you do stand-up bits on your show because I had a solo show. I had a lot of time to fill, two hours a day. And they said, you're doing stand-up. And I realized, well, I'm not exactly doing stand-up, but Maybe I should try it. Was it
0: all written out before or was it spontaneous? No. I
2: I don't want to say I totally phoned in that show every single day, but...
0: Well, but you had said that your humor (laughs) was all written to begin with, and I wondered if that was the way you got into comedy or was it just in you? I think it was
2: just in me. It was me talking trash on the radio (laughs) and and thinking What's i fun. should distill this into yeah, You and christina are perfect
0: <laughs> talking shit this is,
2: oh yeah this exactly <laughs> this yeah this is
0: perfection totally probably you guys don't hang out together
2: we, I, hey i'm ready like you know I, I right now i'm just driving slowly by her house in the middle of the night but if she ever wants to invite me in i'm i'm ready for that
0: <laughs> all right so we got a lot of stuff we can do here oh they're they're in fact alerting me let's get to it guys enough
2: talking <laughs>
0: uh you guys tell me what do you want first since you're you're pushing me along, there there are a few good li- live calls here ready to go. Should I get to them? All right. Yeah, let's do he it. He yes. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is uh, Joanna. I am. Hi, Joanna. Oh. Here we go. Joanna.
1: Hello. Hi there. Oh, Hi, Joanna.
0: You? You're on with Jen Fullweiler. How are you?
1: I'm good. Oh. Uh, how are you? I'm running outside real quick because um, I'm at work. So hold on. <laughs> That's incredible. Well,
0: she's got an embarrassing question. Okay. Yeah, here we go. What kind of work do you do?
1: Yeah, no, I need to talk to Dr. Drew.
0: What kind of work do you do, Joanna? I
1: work I work in uh, financing at a furniture store.
0: Oh, so there's a whole bunch of you in there, and you got to get away from that group.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't. Um, it's kind of a personal question, so I didn't want to. I
0: hear I'm you. I'm
1: relatively new, so I didn't want to give too much.
0: Okay, what's going on?
1: Okay, so my question was, oh well, there's people out here too. My question was, um, so if I am by myself, Mm -hmm. I can manually, I can manually take care of myself, right? Climax, right? But with yes, with other people, I cannot. I don't know if it's like a stage fright thing, yeah. or just a physical thing. You yeah,
0: know? are you heterosexual? I am. Okay, and you have one partner, or do you just are you? I mean, are you involved with somebody, or is it sort of just? Nothing? I
1: have none right now. It's non-existent right now.
0: But but it's have, been, uh, quite me, a while, doctor. Okay. Let me ask it this way. When, when you were in a relationship, was it a satisfying long-term relationship? Or did you have good communication with that person? Did you feel comfortable? Was it have you had that yeah, kind of Yeah, we
1: did. I dated him for 4 years. Okay. Yes, okay. We, I, we dated for 4 years. And uh yeah.
0: Okay. So hold on. This this is so, very common. So I don't want you to feel weird about this. It is very common actually. And how old are you? Okay. How do you? I'm twenty six. Oh yeah, for sure. Twenty six? Very common. So, uh, Joanna, let like, give a little crack at it first if you wish.
2: Wait, oh me? Yeah. Oh, it's a good Joanna. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm looking at Jen yeah, yeah, Joanna. I'm saying Joanna. Okay. <laughs> like you're yeah, looking Jen. at me like what? <laughs> um well uh Joanna, do you feel like like let's say when you just see yourself in the mirror, when you get out of the shower? I mean, what is your initial gut reaction? How do you feel about yourself and, and the way you look?
1: Oh, I I love myself. I oh, love good. the way I look. Okay. I love I love everything about it. Yeah. Good. And um I, and I I will say this though. Oh, go ahead.
2: Go finish your thought. Yeah, go go ahead, Joanna. Oh.
1: I was I was going to say this that when I'm by myself, you know, it's not a subtle thing. It's very much powerful. Yeah. And I it's almost like I got to force it out, you know, yeah, I, I got to yeah. push it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you on birth control pills? I am not good any medication otherwise no sir okay good you'd be amazed how often medication gets in the middle of this people don't even think about it and that's the issue okay uh, you want to crack on I know what to right. tell her I, I got some ideas
2: I have some ideas, but I, I was going I was going to assume that maybe it was a self-consciousness thing, but it sounds like it's not that. So you well, take it's, it, Dr. It's so Drew.
0: interesting to me. It's interesting to me as a male, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Real? It, yeah. Oh, to and me, so, it's like, what else yeah, could it be? Right. I'm, I'm drawing and, a blank and, now. And so, yeah. and so as a man, it, it, what this is, is more right. of a mechanical issue. And so I'm going right there. Oh, you, that's even so though, funny. Even though you're absolutely correct that all that is important. And we, we established that she had comfort and she was in a stable relationship and she felt communicative. And intimate. All those things are very important. As a male, you never think about because <laughs> because so here's funny. the thing about men. We here's we we like how you look because we're there. We yeah, te- right. we're, we're telling you with our penis. So we like right. how you look. We're, that's why we're there. Uh, so so you, why you would be concerned about it is odd to us, which is kind of an interesting. Male female thing just at the outset. <laughs> but here's the thing, Joanna. You, you many 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 young women. Um, sort of uh, are never, no one ever sits down and say, hey, this is how most women work. And the reality is that the majority of women need some kind of direct stimulation like you do to yourself in order to have an orgasm. It's just not going to happen otherwise. Right. You're not going to have it with intercourse. Now, about 5% of women have stolen it from everybody else. They can have multiple orgasms. They only have orgasms with intercourse. They don't like oral sex or direct stimulation oftentimes. Right. And then there's people that are in between. That are sort of usually need some kind of direct something, but sometimes we'll have an orgasm with intercourse, sometimes not. Um, and there's all sort of all these variations on the theme, uh, and it gets very confusing for women because they they feel that they're different or broken or something. And then the women, I've heard this a million times, where these women who have lots of orgasms look at look at their peers and just go, "Well, you haven't just you haven't figured it out yet." It's like no, it's a different biology. It's construction, yep. a different thing. And you're with the majority, Joanna. You're actually, most women are like you. Now, there are sort of two common solutions to the problem. Do you know what I'm going to talk about? Vibrators? Vibrators is one of the solutions. So it's doing something with your partner, manual stimulation, vibrator, something in addition to his penis or or whatever. Um, But the other thing is oral sex. Uh, most women some sort of some sort of direct stimulation that your partner can provide for you um, if you talk to him about it, men are more than happy to oblige they are, they are, they like i said we 're all about can do we want to get the results <laughs> you tell us what you need we 're here Seems to deliver oriented we 're deliver we 'll deliver I
1: love men I'll, they get the job done <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: but you should not you should, you should not be uncomfortable about this at all. The one thing I will I will warn you a little bit about is that some men get a little weird about sex toys. They feel that I I think it's kind of a almost like a, <laughs> Jen's look at me like what? I'm, offended
2: by that. <laughs> just, I'm learning. I'm taking notes. This is very instructive. They,
0: they get a little offended as though it's competition or something. Like they should be able to do it themselves. You know, they again okay. if they want to get it done. And you're bringing in hardware. It's like, well, now the hardware is doing it. And I wanted to do it, but but believe me, most guys are fine with it. So so it's it's really about just you knowing what you want and need, and communicating that to your partner, and not feeling the least bit uncomfortable about it. Okay. Right. But you can I
1: can I ask you one more thing, Doctor? Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. So what what I will say is that when I'm with a partner, it's 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 waterworks down there, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when I'm by myself, mm-hmm. there's nothing there's nothing going on, but I can get there.
0: Does that uh, make sense? It, it does, and uh there probably is more going on than you know. Maybe that's too intense. No, no. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. it, it's probably more going on than you know. Uh, but let's be fair. Once there's stimulation of that region, there can be more lubrication. There just can be some. Some women are, are set up that way. It's all good. You're completely normal. Don't worry about yourself. That's what I want you not to not to worry about yourself at all. Do we have any voice
2: uh, voicemails? Yep. Okay. One second. It would have been great if she did that call in front of clients who were working on their finances. I know be
0: good. <laughs> or if they could hear my answer be even yeah. worse. <laughs> Put it on speakerphone. Let's just make this
2: a group conversation. Oh my goodness. Hi
1: Doctor Drew. So I have a very interesting question that I never hear women talk about, oh. but I'm sure we all experience. Okay. So in between the labia majora and the labia minora, mm-hmm. there's like this skin that isn't like outer skin. It's like an inner type skin. Yes. And it produces like I don't know, like juice, not juice, Sometimes. but like an interesting area throughout the day and Interesting area. I feel like no women talk about this and I want to know like does it really like secrete like other things like an armpit would or like what's going on there? Like okay. what type of skin is it? Okay. How does that work and why does no one talk about it? Thank okay. you, All and right.
0: see you later, Doctor Drew. Cheers, thank you, my dear. Any uh, insights?
2: I think women don't talk about it because a lot of us are repressed and completely ignore our bodies. I was <laughs> I, still I, I'm it's like, 2024. I know, yeah. I know, but that's that really suits me to just kind of ignore, pretend like you know, like so. I, I didn't know any of the words she just said. <laughs> Is, is do, we that, have, do we have the same anatomy? Is that your Catholicism kicking in? Is no, that... no, I was always uptight about that. That's that's one of the things that was a great fit for Catholicism about <laughs> me. Just super. Let's be repressed and talk about will you nothing. Use,
0: will you use repression as that? You, it sort of suggests somebody did it to you, uh, and and it's feels like you kind of did it to yourself, maybe, just sort of how you were?
2: Well, I think it's being very cerebral. I mean, mm-hmm. again, like the brain and the jar thing. I just – anything that involves the physical body, I've never had a lot of interest. <laughs> were, were you sexually active before your marriage? Uh Can I skip that question? Oh, my oh. My husband is very, like – I don't know. Can I – can I skip that one?
0: Do you can tell me more about him though? He's very what?
2: Well, he okay. He is so private that I think he wanted ah, me fine. to go on this show and say that we reproduce asexually oh, like okay. amoeba. So you he's know, very uh, yeah. Was he Catholic to begin with? No, okay. no, no. Neither one of us were. Okay. Yeah.
0: What what was his religion? Was he atheist also, or
2: he was non practicing Southern Baptist? How did you guys meet? At work, we we worked at a high tech company.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah what were you doing there were you doing copy for them well no
2: i was a programmer i it gets yeah i i got into programming
0: were there other careers along the way here
2: <laughs> no that's it we've covered them all now at this point but yeah I'm, i i've a math mind you're starting so, to remind
0: right. me of and i'm blanking on her name she's uh, was a violinist a virtuoso violinist she's on the internet uh, oh my god one dear. of the
2: dixie chicks
0: no, no, no. It, she she's really known for Internet for, for influencer stuff kind of thing. Uh she's super brilliant. It's had like nine careers and stuff too. Oh that okay, yeah. That's and, although
2: I'll say yeah. I'm sticking with stand up. That's this is the I, only I understand.
0: One. I, I yeah. get it. Uh does that come up in any in any searches? Uh no, no, child 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 prodigy violin uh influencer.
2: Child prodigy. I know who. Oh, oh, she did. Um, she did like a cover of a Christmas song that went really viral last year. Okay, I, I that know who could, that you're sounds talking like about. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like me, but with talent. It, that sounds incredible. Yeah,
0: but uh, in her own area, Was she because she's not known as a violinist anymore. She abandoned all of that. Oh, the, really? Google is. Yeah, Is she
2: in stand up now too?
0: She's in sort of. Um, Influencer stuff, right? I, I don't like oh. <laughs> oh, no. Of, uh, no, what is she
2: posting so, like bikini is, pics this,
0: now? No, no, not like that. She, she, they're, But like you, all these intellectual pursuits and <laughs> okay, things. Yeah, and yeah. So, and so it's all these are all violinists. She, she does, she's not known as a violinist anymore. It's the problem. She's probably on OnlyFans and, now. No, no, no,
2: no, no. No, she was smart. I mean, that is a compliment. Make some money. Uh, she,
0: oh, well. It's, it's, I, I actually, you know, uh, I interviewed her on the Dr. Drew podcast about five years ago. It might be interesting if it came up that way, but anyway. (laughs) Programming. And it was just because you thought it was a hard thing and I better learn how to do
2: it? Oh, that was because it relaxes my crazy brain to have everything be perfectly efficient. In programming, everything has to work. And what's interesting is that there's actually a great overlap between comedy. I have my whole comedy set in a spreadsheet that's conditionally formatted with the level of laugh that I get for each punch, and then the time between laughs, and the conditional formatting shows that um, it does a color for how long that space is so that I can visually Holy shit. see my. I can show it to you right Has now. Has anybody ever I mean, done that? Not you that I It feels like you ought to write a treatment because people yeah. are always trying to
0: figure out what makes mirth. Yeah. You know, what's the source of it is. Yeah. And you've drilled it down to a timing. Yeah. I mean, and, and most of that timing, when in the comedic world, is sort of automatic for these guys, or they sort of condition to it. Yeah. Do you also are you able to respond to an audience, so you kind of can develop it away from the formatting.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and that was probably my hardest thing in comedy between the spreadsheet and then the fact that I started in theaters, which is very unusual. yeah. yeah. I did have to learn to loosen up. So my agent, once I signed with agents, I, they sent me out on club tours because they were like. Your comedy is good, but it is—it's a little bit performative, and so you need to—you need to spend some time in clubs just talking so it's, to so
0: people. So because because an audience member, you sort of feel like it's spontaneous what's coming at you. Yeah, you kind of want that illusion. Yeah. So to her vaginal skin, okay. Oh yeah, uh, yes, uh, right, so yeah, yeah. That is uh, very much similar to the lining of the mouth or the lining of the inside of the vagina. It's sort of a transitional area. Uh, it's not quite the same, but it's it's similar, and it's obviously not skin, which is again you transition from skin, which is more the labia majora, and there are a bunch of glands around that area: the Skene's glands, Bartholin's glands. And some really? people, yeah, but most of them go sort of more inside. But some people, they can get a little bit more towards the outside, and so there is certain amount of stuff there. Huh. And she clearly, I think she's noticing some lubrication or something, and that that is not that common that people would notice it, and that's sort of why it's coming to mind for her, but. Um, yeah, it's yeah, nothing unusual. And uh, nothing people don't talk about it because it's usually kind of a nothing. It's a sort of yeah. I mean gynecologists think about it and worry about it and you can get you get cysts in that area and stuff that we have to deal with. But yeah. that's also all right, uh, let's see. Medical videos. You want to try and solve some yeah. problems? All right, That sounds incredible. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and then we'll look at some of Christina's TikToks, see what's in what her, what's inside her I head. I need a doctor
2: oh, wow. to stitch this ASAP.
3: Look at the marks on my upper back. It's spreading and it's getting darker. This is my back a month and a half ago. This shit is literally mutating. What the fuck is this?
0: You better show it to me again. I couldn't see anything. I may be too far away from this, and he... What is that? He's talking about that that yeah. dark. Uh I'm going to guess so some people when they get irritations they pigment, okay? And he's got somewhat okay. somewhat dark skin and so he may go- some people depigment also when they have dark skin, but some most I would say pigment. And uh he's having some sort of an allergic, you know, eczema, rash, something there and he needs to, you know, get some start with some cortisone cream, but I doubt that's going to work cuz it's pretty thick skin up there. And he'll probably have to see a dermatologist. that can figure. out I think out exactly. I might know what it is. Yeah, what do you see? what do you call it? Uh,
1: tinea
3: versicolor.
0: No, that's that's not tinea versicolor. No. Uh, I don't think uh, tinea versicolor is typically depigmenting. Right, yeah. it blocks the sun from getting through, and that looks like a pigmented patch. Uh, tinea versicolor is also called malassezia furfur. Crazy name uh, And it's very common your, your kids ever get Those white blotches On their face And they show up In the summertime Re- No Never saw that now, it's very very common so. I get those Yeah I used to have When I was a kid too Alright Another uh, medical video
3: Looks like a normal leg Right Watch this
0: Well that's just edema that's not a normal leg. He's got uh, pitting edema, that is called. <laughs> yeah. When you had your uh, deep venous thrombosis, did you have pitting edema like that? It was it was similar to that. Yeah.
2: And very painful. It doesn't seem like it's painful he for him.
0: He, he might because you know he's doing the pitting, so um, it's when somebody else does it, people complain about the pain more than not. And so yeah, that can be anything from heart failure to a blood clot to kidney failure to liver failure to a million other things. But that does not normally happen. That seems like a relative of a young man, and that is not normal for a young man. And the fact that he is just showing us one leg and not two, if he had the kidney failure and whatnot, oftentimes people have asymmetric edema, and they notice it in one leg, and they've actually got it in both. So hmm. again, he needs to see a doctor right away, right away. It's not nasty. It's very common. It's just kind of unusual in a younger person. And God, it could be, any it could be a million things. And then, what's causing the kidney failure or the liver failure? It could be a billion other things. So, and medication sometimes even does that. All right, what else you got?
3: Okay, um, can a TikTok optometrist tell me what the frick is wrong with my eyes? Because this morning, Uh-oh. oh my God, it's so funny. This morning, I woke up, and yes, I'm sleep deprived. I've worked about forty hours in the last two days. Yeah. So yes, I am sleep deprived. And Uh-oh. yes, I am working a day shift that I slept through the first hour of, but I'm here now. Can someone tell me why my eyes, like every time I use one eye, it's like if I'm, I'm, I'm using this eye to focus on like my phone right now. Yeah. I lose control of this eye.
0: Yeah, it's called a disconjugate. And there's like
3: nothing, I've been sitting here for like 30 minutes trying to get them to be straight. It is so funny. I'm like at work, like talking to them I'm like a fucking pirate. Like I need a fucking eye patch. Why? Why are my eyes doing that? So poor thing.
2: Yes, so she's working too
0: hard. That's very serious, actually. And so, uh, optometrist is not appropriate for that. I would just go to an ER immediately. She needs a CAT scan. It's called disconjugate gaze, and it's in the center of the brain where that sort of happens typically. Could be a lot of different things causing it, but she needs to be seen. Yeah. Pronto. Yeah. So I thought it was first, the fact that what was happening, it's hard to tell these things when people are just spontaneously talking, but at first it looked like she had a lateral rectus palsy, like she couldn't pull her eye past midline, mm-hmm. but it's way worse than that, unfortunately. And lateral rectus palsy is in double vision. From that can be diabetes very commonly. So.
2: Oh, I never knew that. Wow.
0: Good. Good. It's a, it's a neuropathy, quite literally. Okay, let me uh, pull out some emails and stuff here for you. We know we're getting into serious stuff here. Uh, here's I'm 25 I'm into jujitsu I left weights I went to a doctor to ask about a way to speed up recovery I had an elbow issue that was hurting me a suggestion was to stop doing training altogether uh, he's 25 I asked about low dose testosterone to help with the injury he seems to think that because I'm young I shouldn't need those things dude Nathan he is absolutely correct (laughs) do not take steroids do not take testosterone you're 25 dude come on you shouldn't even need supplements at that age but uh, you might want to see a physical therapist if the elbow is the issue, and it's not about recovery from your training. It's not. You, it's all. It takes everybody a while to recover. It's about training properly, and it's about uh, getting that elbow taken care of. Whatever is going on there, and a physical therapist would help you with that. This testosterone thing drives me a little bit nutty.
2: Tell me about that. I've, I've yeah, Be-
0: because I, I'm a fan of it for older men who have low testosterone. I mean, then, then fine. But people are taking testosterone because they're fatigued or they're not, you know, they want to get more out of their workouts. It's, just, it's like taking thyroid hormone or something. It, it, you do it when there's a deficiency. And when there's a deficiency, there needs to be a diagnosis for why you're deficient. And that could be obesity, it could be opiate use, or there are things that cause. Uh, low testosterone that are not illnesses per se, but you still need a, an explanation for the low testosterone before you start throwing supplements at somebody. It's just,
3: ugh.
2: And it seems like people more and more, younger and younger ages It's, it's are really not good, it is, yeah.
0: it is not good. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to get some other stuff here. I, I took, the, uh, here's another one with, I took a testosterone booster. Um, at I, what age? He doesn't say, he's yeah. a young person. Uh, I noticed, oh, so I was getting more and harder erections. Now I'm getting less erections and my hair is falling out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I decided to not to take the supplement anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what damage might have been done? Um, you need to see, we need to get the proper workup done on you to see what the, the supplements have done to you. There are supplements that will raise testosterone to levels that, oh my God, here's another one. Wow. And, and by the way, I am a fan of supplements done properly. It's just done willy-nilly it concerns me okay what are your thoughts on adrenal fatigue if you're a young person it does not exist uh let's see uh, my cortisol was very high when it shouldn't be that wouldn't be adrenal fatigue that would be your adrenal glands I mean just fine I got on vitamin c pantothene dhea and adrenomend whatever that is, I lost 20 pounds and my anxiety has all gone. But but when I Google adrenal fatigue, most uh, websites say it's not a real thing. Most websites are right. But the fact that you were overweight and were able to lose 20 pounds, that probably reestablished your metabolism where it should be. Uh, I'm guessing you were fatigued and that sort of thing, which is why you're talking about uh, adrenal fatigue. And uh, yeah, weight loss is, it weight, excess weight for some people is really not good. It, uh, they begin to get insulin resistance, they're fatigued, their sleep is messed up. When you had your, do you have sleep problems with the uh,
2: pulmonary emboli? Oh, I did. I don't now, but yeah. oh yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't breathe. It was because I was already on blood thinners when I got the pulmonary embolisms. They're like, there's not much more we can do. You were already on Lovenox.
0: Wait, hold on a second. They put you on Lovenox because you had a pulmonary embolus. No. Why did they put you on
2: Lovenox? I got pulmonary embolisms while I was already taking Lovenox.
0: But I'm a little confused. Why did they know to put you on Lovenox at all?
2: Because they knew I had the clotting disorder. I had previously been diagnosed.
0: Uh, Did you have a leg clot or something? Yeah, yeah. I
2: did DVT, deep vein thrombosis in my second pregnancy. And they were like, do not under any circumstances have any more kids.
0: I see. And then so you had on Lovenox, did they – there's a way to do it. You can give the heparin in a different way. You can they, adjust the heparin. It's called a dose, mini-dose-adjusted heparin. Do they do that?
2: Well, they just doubled it, is doubled if that's up. what that is. Yeah.
0: Uh, or they just give you IV heparin, too. Do they talk about that at well, all?
2: Well, what's crazy is they did it during labor. The, the L&D nurses. The IV heparin. I am I am still a legend in the labor and delivery board, because they, they brought in a heparin stand. A bag, and, and the bag. labor and delivery yeah. nurses were like, We've never seen one of these. Well, <laughs> like,
0: because you bleed. Yeah, <laughs> and, right, right. And uh that is well, you can dial it in really exactly though. If you start yeah. bleeding, you can always back off and yeah. then the clots gonna happen. Did they talk about putting a something in your vena Oh, and all this stuff? We
2: tried. We did the thing where they snake the thing, you know, through yes. your vein. They couldn't fully sedate me because I was pregnant. Oh they my get God. all the way in there and they said it failed because my veins on the side were so expanded because of pregnancy the the filter would not have worked and so he was like i'm not putting it in because it's, it's just a waste of time
0: so they were able to see all that when they yeah waited.
2: yeah oh, i've been through it God. physically
0: oh, <laughs> what pregnancy number was that
2: this was uh six that was, yeah, the, was the last one yeah yeah i was gonna say i would not it. suggest you have more pregnancies no, uh, my ob uh, when that baby was born he he gave me this very weary-eyed look and he said let's not do this again Usually they say congratulations. No, no. It's like we made it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had had 20 blood draws in one arm repeatedly during the labor. I looked like a heroin addict. And were
0: were you here in the university hospital or something? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So interesting. Well, I'm feeling a little less guilty about my uh, medical participation these days because I feel like I'm in a very complicated case here. (laughs) Right. See, you're helping me. (laughs) So it's, well, just being a part of a complicated case makes me feel worthwhile. So, (laughs) Uh, all right. Uh, What do we got from Christina? We got some TikToks from her so we can see what's in her head. Oh, here we go. She's talking to us here. Okay. Look at this guy
2: has sadly passed away. Bobby who became the viral sensation known as paint eating grandpa rose to fame after his granddaughter shared a picture of him mistakenly eating half a tub of paint. This led to him becoming a famous meme and an extremely popular Halloween costume.
0: <laughs> a popular Oh, here's another one. Well, we'll do that in a second one. Uh, but yeah, he drank paint evidently. Now, he, he looked very cheerful and lovely but I wonder if that was all dementia. Uh, we're making fun of a demented person. Yeah. But then again, it's your mom's house. They do stuff like this here all the time. Uh, but he looked a little bit like something was up.
2: Yeah, I I kind of got that impression. Yeah, too, it's one from, thing to yeah.
0: to put your lips to a pan can of paint by accident, thinking it was yogurt, but to take a half a half a thing.
2: And he had that look, it. my mother in law had Alzheimer's, and there's a certain look that you kind of recognize. Yeah. yeah, it
0: could be minimal cognitive change after all. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh. Here are two soxy bears, perfect match. Okay. okay. Very important <laughs> material. Thank you, Christina. She's doing the
2: Lord's work. So gra-
0: graduated to wondering why we turn our socks inside out. All righty. Uh, is there another voicemail for me? Yep, you got it. All right.
1: Hey, Dr. Drew and Dr. Drew. It's Daniel from Central California. Daniel. Um, I had a question about vaginas. Okay. Um, so I was wondering, through the menstrual cycle, does mm-hmm. the vagina... Cleanse itself? Because as far as I know, it's the shedding of the u- uteral lining, mm-hmm. right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, for example, this girl hooks up with a guy before her period and then hooks up with a guy after her period has started. Is that sloppy seconds? Keep them high and tight. I want to know. I need
0: to understand the question.
1: Uh, shout out to everybody doing their thing and <laughs> stuff like that.
0: What does he mean, sloppy seconds? I don't even know. Well, Do you guys know what he means? It just he wanted you to use that, use that word or ask the question or what. This is what men uh, think about all the time. Men, men. I didn't quite get. No. it. they've got to use you their t- brain for good all the time. Or <laughs> it goes very sideways. Uh, That's why you guys uh, have to be workaholics. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is that, Chad?
3: Oh, I didn't quite get it. We can play a different one.
0: No, no. Let me do say one thing that we asked. Does it? The, the vagina and the whole urogenital system is a perfect instrument. It's designed to do what it does, and it it doesn't. It takes care of itself. Now, women, you know, these days use tampons and things like that. But even if they didn't, the vagina would be just fine. It's designed. It's a perfect. Don't need to
2: mess with it. It's
0: it's designed perfectly. So, okay, give me another one.
1: Drew and Booth Bros. This is Brian in Pennsylvania, and I've got a question about how diet can affect your sexual desire or mm. sexual potency. Mm. So my girlfriend and I are going to be going on a vacation soon, and we haven't seen each other in a long time, and she just generally has a higher sexual drive than I do. Mm. So I was wondering if you have any tips or if it's even possible to increase your sexual desire or sexual potency by supplements or Dietary changes or anything like that. Love the show. Keep it up. You guys are doing God's work. Piss <laughs> on me. Beat me. You bet I'm coming up in May. It's, it's a and greetings for this. What happens when I, I do this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
0: I haven't heard from them in a long time. They've been around the uh, gagging couple.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen much from them.
0: Uh you know, I went. I interviewed them on another show. <laughs> did, they, did they bring them in here too. I, I had the best time with them. And uh, anyway. Uh, so um, okay. Gonna...
2: Can, can his diet increase? Yes. So yeah.
0: you you really I, I'm overwhelmed by this question because there's a bunch of we've just been talking about this. You don't take things if yeah. you're a young person to uh, enhance anything. Frankly, you yeah. just be uh, balanced diet, exercising. But having said all that, if you are overweight, for sure losing weight will raise your testosterone level. If you are a male. Resistance training will raise your testosterone level. so get into the gym, start working out a little bit. But beyond that, that's it. Now, for somebody older, if there's a, re- if again, men's testosterone levels drop, if they're really having functional problems, they don't have prostate cancer, or other uh, contraindications, then sometimes you'll add some testosterone in. You're saying knowingly, yes.
2: Well, no, no, no. I the reason I was nodding is because I was also thinking that I, I swear sometimes that kind of thing can be. Psychological too. We think it's diet, and I was just sitting there thinking. I I, I just wouldn't be surprised if I, this sounds so cheesy, but feeling right. better about himself. Well, right? This is, I, this is such again. a mom, yeah, you know. Like, but, does he feel good about himself? I'm revealing my own issues here. It, no, so well, here. no, it's it's,
0: it's a male female thing again because because men, even if they're in proper shape, they're they don't care how they feel about themselves. Yeah. They're just moving on. They're moving on in, and but it, it is important though that the relationship be functioning. Cause, right, uh right. and when guys have sexual dysfunction it's actually more that they're anxious because they're so into it really that's when they, that's when they okay. have trouble they, they when they're not into it i mean they they if they're not into it they're not there yeah you know they when if they want to be there if they really want to be there then then that's where sexual dysfunction comes in sometimes
2: Kind that's of interesting, so interesting. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm learning that I don't fully understand how men think after being it, married it, 20 years. It's, it's, I am still learning. It's a different
0: thing, and yeah. you see it more. You know, the the odd thing to me is the you know that in the prime reproductive years, you know, that's when God decided to make us the most different, right? Because it's those years when things are, because of the hormones and whatnot, it, things are a lot different. Well, listen, it's been a privilege to get to know you. Uh, it's been so fun. I hope you'll come back. And uh, where should we find you? Where do you want people to go?
2: So Instagram is great. I also have a podcast. My name is The Jen Weiler Show. I, I love my podcast. It's on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube. You have know, Patreon. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Patreon. Well, we, we can get to that later. But just look me up on YouTube. Um, I have like five viewers there. So maybe you know you guys can make it six and seven. And just look, be just look up your name and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just that's Jen okay. Fullweiler. And then, of course, I'm very active on Instagram.
0: Great. Uh pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for sending us voice messages, emails, and for calling in, and we'll see you next time.